Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. I'm joined by Ty Capone. Ty, UFC Noche, or I'm sorry, UFC Noche. It Noche was, UFC. Yeah, Noche UFC, my bad. I, you know, completely <laughs> completely lost on this whole thing. But we got 11 fights to talk about. We have a big-time uh, discussion to have about this main event. But uh, how are you feeling overall? And uh, it's, it sounded like we talked a little bit before, but you enjoyed the show. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I like uh, how they did, you know, they had a mariachi band outside of uh, the T-Mobile arena. The Mexican fans were... Uh, you know, turning up, they were pretty, uh, I wasn't sure how they were going to come out. I don't know why. I, I, I think <clears throat> a lot of things that people don't realize, and obviously something I didn't realize is how, how, um, intense Mex- Mexican MMA and boxing fans are, no matter what, like, even if Canelo, even if it's not Canelo, um, you know, they pack the, cr- they pack the house, they get loud, they turn up, uh, they did really well. They showed out <clears throat> even though Valentina, <laughs> You know, went on like an anti-Mexican crusade and then doubled down in the uh, post-fight press conference. That was interesting. And then, um, <laughs> you know, they really uh, they really ride for their Mexican uh, Mexican fighters and, and nobody else. Uh, Kyle Nelson winning the fight and being, my wife's pregnant. Yeah. Oh. And everyone's like, boo. You know, <laughs> Who gives a shit? Fuck her. Um, you know, that was fun. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was overall, you know, they, they mixed up the graphics and, the, you know. The, uh, I guess the choreography of the entire, you know, card um, playing. I don't know what the instrument is, but playing some music, some Mexican music during the tail of the tape. Uh, the one thing that didn't really, it, they tried and it didn't work, but they tried bringing Brandon Moreno to the desk to join the other three. That just that was a disaster. But um, it was cool. It was also really cool seeing uh, who was it, uh, Ponzinibbio doing the Spanish commentary. He he's awesome. Um, him and the other guy, I forget the other guy's name. Fuck, but all, all in all, like I thought it was a pretty good. I thought Dominic Cruz and, and DC together, like they weren't bad. Dominic Cruz, <laughs> he really had a lot to say about Chris Tanyoni. Um, that was funny. Also, very uh, very fair. Yeah, and um, I don't know, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good a pretty good night. I mean, it wasn't the best card, it wasn't the best fights, but it was a fight night. So, and you got a title I, fight. Know, and you free, got a title fight. It, it was a really good, really good title fight. Obviously, the to be marred by the. There's the scorecards, but all in all, it was a good fight, and I, you know, I, I don't know. I thought Grasso won, uh, but it was so close. I just went back and rewatched the fourth round, which I think was the deciding round of the entire fight. It should have been. But only, I, th- I think only one judge gave it to, to, to Grasso. I think it was my boy, Junichiro. Who, yes. Uh, that's my guy, man. Mike Bell, Saudi Mato, not my guys. Nope. Well, um, let's, why don't we just get right into it, right? Uh, jump on in. Five rounds. 25 minutes, uh, like you said, what we're going to say about the decision, it's, it does suck that the decision is what, or the judges and all that stuff, because I really, it's something about a draw just really pisses you off, especially when there's not be, points being taken away. It's a judge basically taking the fight into his own hands and going, you know, the 10-8 in the fifth round, which I just want to say off the rip is absolutely insanity. That is, 
That's nuts for you to like. If we're given ten eights out like that, then there needs to be multiple ten eights. I mean, you could argue that Valentina's round. Uh, what was that? The second Two. round? Two. Yeah. Yeah. That's that could have been way more worthy of a ten eight than anything. That I mean, Alexa Grasso did. You know, the crowd got all juiced up, and the crowd did get behind her, and she landed some good shots, and she was threatening that choke. But so was Valentina in the in that second round. It just it. That to, it's just insane to me because we've seen plenty of fights where dudes got the shit beat out of them and there wasn't ten. Sorry, it was the it was the third because um, Grosso won the second. Right, right, right. Okay, because it was yeah one, two, three, and then four was the questionable one. I agree. I mean, the media scores were fucking split, like forty eight, forty seven Grosso across the board, and then forty eight, forty seven Shevchenko across the board. Jed Mishu for MMA fighting, who I follow, and I think he's he knows what he's talking about. Had a forty seven, forty six Grosso, so he actually did give. Two ten eights. That's that's something. I feel like you have to give a ten eight. I want to look up the exact, um, the athletic commission's, um, the criteria know, for it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, it seems everything like everything in mixed martial arts. It's all just kind of up to the the seer. You know, like the, <laughs> it's kind of left to be interpreted by all of these different judges. And we're getting it. We get different scorecards for different fights. Every single night, and you just have no idea. It truly sucks, but that—that that is the one thing about the sport that sucks is, especially betting it. You have no idea what they're going to say when they go to the cards. Like, even if you're like, "Wow," like, like you said, like that. I could see that fight going either way, but there are some fights where we're like, "Oh yeah, that guy probably won." Like a, you know, that should be unanimous, and you see, you know, the, the judge say the one name, and you're like, "Oh my god!" You're like, "Oh, are we going to get fucked here?" Like, yeah. this is about to be I, a split I, decision. <laughs> I had Kevin – I mean, the Kevin Holland fight was not a split decision. I had Kevin Holland money line. I was like, man, if I could just get one bad decision to go my way, that would yeah. be great. And then as soon as I heard Mike Bell and Sal D'Amato back-to-back, I was like, fuck, whatever it is, I'm not getting because they're going to – they just – they know what I have and they go with the opposite. Anyway, um, so a 10-8 round is where one fighter wins the round by a large margin. Uh, a score of 10-8 does not require a fighter to dominate their opponent for five minutes. Uh, it's utilized when a judge – by the judge when the judge sees verifiable actions on the part of either fight. Okay. So you uh, can do whatever they want. Basically. basically you have to dominate. And uh, I mean, this, this is a whole, whole paragraph, but like the Josephine Newton, Mark man fight. Sure. There was three 10 eights. And even, even I went back and watched that. And I was like, man, you know, uh, this fight wasn't really close to being stopped. Marnik man had like eight strikes landed in 15 minutes. Got absolutely just destroyed. So I, you know, I think, <laughs> I think Mike Bell gave three 10 eights in that, in that fight, which honestly, I, I don't really hate, like, you know, maybe they should just cut that chick now because she got 10 8 it three times and shouldn't be in the UFC anyway. Um, so, you know, I, I think, you know, seeing more uh, more 10 8 scores, it's not the worst thing in the world, but you got to really put it in the right spot. And I, I don't understand how that fifth round was a 10 8. And, you know, if it was supposed to be, if it was a 10 9 like it was supposed to be, Valentina would have her belt, uh, would have her belt back. So I'm glad. But also, like, what is what do you think Valentina needs to do more? Because it seems like she can't do it. You know, she definitely improved in this fight. She started throwing her jab more. Um, she, for the most part, until the last round, she wasn't doing any stupid stupid shit to get her, you know, caught. But then she got herself caught. She pretty much, I, I guess you could argue, she lost, She blew both yes. fights. She was up both fights, and she fucking choked. And also, if you remember, uh, I forget which uh, Amanda fight, I think it was the second one, she did something similar in that fight also, got herself in a precarious situation by doing something so dumb. Uh, it, especially in this fight, like if you're going through a, 
go for a spinning back kick or a spinning back fist. That's that's one thing, but to go for a head and arm throw, like with that like is very a minute thirty left in the fight, like it was it was like that's we had that's her gripped sauce. up and she ju- yeah like. She did not need to do that. She could have just held her there for a second or just, you know, used it to, you know, transition to another takedown or something like that. Like, she did I was, like, so pissed off when she did that because I was – I mean, I'm just a fan of hers in general, and I had her go to decision. So then she gets taken down. She – it seems like she – like you said, it's per- perfect. And it's ex- the way to explain both of these fights, she makes a mistake and a crucial mistake. And she made multiple in this fight. It seemed like in – the third, I, she gets like reversed at some point later uh, in one of the rounds. I don't remember exactly what round, but uh, especially in this fifth round, like she, it seemed like she always goes right to giving the backup immediately, and like she's always getting put in these dangerous positions. Like she has so much com- like confidence that she's going to get out. She did almost get finished in that fifth round, but she didn't, and she didn't take an extreme amount of damage. That's the only thing that really bothers me about the 10-8, because there's plenty of times where these fights go to decisions, and you just it could go either way. But it just seems like when you're able to pinpoint one thing, and you're like, dude, like I, if somebody, if all three judges had given Grosso the fourth round, I would have been like, uh, you know, not that like confused by it, because she had the big, you know, somewhat bigger moments, landing those knees, even though I think the the, the knees were just kind of. I don't know if they were if they were really landing hard. You you would imagine that Shevchenko would have gotten hurt. It just this was just a weird fight, man. This was it, it, it just you don't know you really don't know who deserved to win. I don't know if either one of them really deserved to win. So maybe a draw is perfect. Yeah, I don't know if a draw is like the worst outcome. No. It's just how we got to yes, the draw. Exactly. I would, I would agree problem. with that one hundred percent. Um. I, I thought it was a really close fight. I mean, the first round was was Val. I mean, she was pumping the jab out. She got the takedown, had a couple of minutes of con- not not too much control. And man, she really had the second round too. She had three minutes yep. of control, and then she got dropped. And then I think Grosso took her back, right? Something I believe something along those lines. Something like that. Um, and then round three, she pretty much controlled uh, most of the time. I mean, nothing really happened in the third round, but she controlled it. Fourth round was so fucking close, man. Twenty to nineteen, Grosso. Uh, significant strikes, 38 to 31 total strikes. They both got a takedown. They both had a little bit of control. Um, I thought, you know, when Grosso started hitting her with those knees, <clears throat> which I, I guess were not illegal, I, I, I thought, it, 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 like, at the time um, that they were. But I guess, you know, you can't drag your hand or you have to have both hands on the ground or the, the Vegas rules are different. I don't know. But refs would, every um, ref would call that different, by the way. I, you know, yeah. Herb Dean would not call it all. So, no. Good, good thing he was there. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you know, the fourth round was very close. I think Valentin was landing some really, really good stiff jabs. And then she opened her up with a cut with an elbow at the very end of the round. So maybe that, I'm surprised that, I guess maybe that did factor into some judges or two of the judges giving her the fourth. But I still thought Alexa edged out. My question is, what do you do next? Because, like, do you really want to just run it, you know, go back to back to back? Because I, I just don't think that's something they want to do. It's something they don't usually do. Yeah. Um, Valentin. <laughs> Valentina's talking about let's do a, the trilogy in Kyrgyzstan. I'm like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, there's I don't no know if there's really much that. a thirst for the UFC to go to Kyrgyzstan. Um, surprisingly, I heard it's like a very safe country. Oh, I'm sure. I, yeah, but, just, I mean, are they going to sell out an arena to? I mean, her? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, if they were, I then I think other... they would have already gone there by now. Yeah, I don't know how many uh, Kyrgyzstanis there are besides her and her sister, but. Um, that's, that's probably not going to happen. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe if, if anything, they're going to go to Mexico city because that's where they wanted to go for this card. And also you're not the champ anymore. I'm sorry. You're, you're not the champ. You can't, you can't call the shots. I'm sorry. 
I used to love Valentina. I, not that I don't anymore. I just, you know, I think it's a changing of the guard. Honestly, I, I think Grosso leveled up a little bit. She got her takedown defense. It, it, it's getting better slowly. Um, I think this fight, she was predominantly out of Southpaw, which worked, worked a lot. Um, you know, she wasn't throwing her straight left as much, but, um, I feel like there, there's a big difference in strength between these women when they grip each other up, right? Valentina is much stronger, but she doesn't hit hard or as no. hard, I should say, than Grasso. Grasso has much more, um, punching power. And I guess it, it, you know, it doesn't always go hand in hand with, uh, strength and punching power. You know, like Grasso is kind of skinny. She doesn't look that strong. It's not like Macy Barber where she is a strong girl and also hits hard. Um, similar to Mackenzie Dern, but I just like Grasso's movement. Her, uh, her shelling, her defense, her ability to uh, use her boxing defensively. Not, I think that's something we noticed also. Kyle Nelson did a really good job of uh, Jack Della Maddalena also boxing well and getting out of range, staying, staying uh, in the perfect spot, not getting punched, too, not, not taking the shots uh, flush, you know, kind of getting glancing blows and keeping her hands up, uh, utilizing, a, I guess the Philly shell is starting to, it's starting to really um, catch on in MMA. I, I know they're a little bit behind boxing, but um, that's something I noticed Grosso was doing. I mean, Valentina was hitting her with some jabs, but other than that, she wasn't really catching her with any big shots. She wasn't utilizing any kicks. Valentina was pretty much just headhunting the whole fight. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was a really, really close contested fight. And um, I, mean, I, I either way, I can't really argue against either of them winning, but neither won. So, also, how about DC? Telling her, oh, actually, you didn't win. After Grosso was, was like, I won. And he's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he needed to say it, though, because she was yeah. acting like she was like, people would have been confused. She's like, he's like, no, hold on. Like, they just read that thing <laughs> out to me. You did not win. Like, you didn't lose, but you didn't win. So, ironically enough, I do think she did win in the fact that she kept her belt and yeah. she also kind of kept her star power and fame, but she did not win. It and, felt like uh, some honestly, WWE shit. Like the, yeah, the guy weird. he got yeah, like the I don't not in the same, but hit, getting hit by a chair or a count out happened, and it's just yeah, like, yeah, the champ keeps yeah. the title. You're like, what the fuck, man? Like, yeah, Triple H brings everybody to the ring, and then the, the fight ends, yep. the match ends, and you're like, oh great, this again. But yeah, I think Aaron Blanchfield and Alexa Cross would be a nasty match. I think that would be just a backyard brawl. I think it would get it would be just a grind fest. Uh, not in that way, but I think her wrestling. I don't know if it's necessarily better than Valentina's. I think uh, Valentina's a better wrestler, blast double, and actually getting her down to the ground. You know, she shoots, grabs, takes you down. Uh, Blanchfield's a little bit more methodical, a little bit slower paced, you know. Um, but I think she'd have some real problems, Alexa would, with Aaron Blanchfield on oh top of God. her. Uh, I think she would do. I will say Alexa Grosso is now better on her, off her back. You know, I think the first thing was to improve the the, the, the takedown defense, and now. It looks like the emphasis is working your way up, you know, not necessarily rolling to your back, uh, rolling to give up your back, uh, but just just finding different ways to get up or at least to stay in guard. Because Valentina honestly didn't really do much on top at all in this fight. No. She wasn't landing much ground ground and pound at all, really. I mean, I think she had her back, right, her rear naked choke for a little bit, but um, nothing really else. She wasn't really threatening from the top, and uh, I think that that honestly, you know helped cost her uh, this fight. And I know she's mad at the judges for, for um, I guess, favoring the Mexican fighter, even though I, I kind of think that's a little bit ridiculous. But 
Um, I think that does happen though. For the very I don't think that that yeah. happened in this fight, but I think that well, like I can't be a hypocrite because I I was talking about the French card and it seemed like there was they were just going. Some of those fights were like questionable. They were going unanimous yeah. decision for the French fighter. He won all three rounds. I'm like, whoa, yeah. whoa, wait a second. Like, what are we watching here? I don't. I mean, that didn't happen here, though. I, I, that just seems no, like I think she's just using a bunch salty. of different excuses. Yeah, I would be pissed, too, if I were her. Uh, but yeah, you I have one judge happy. to be mad at. I don't think that that has anything to do with them wanting the Mexican fighter to win here. It just is the fact that Mike Bell doesn't really know what... I mean, and Sal Diamato don't really know what they're doing. So, Or, or the, yeah. the sports pass them by. I can't figure it out, but it just... I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand. I, I come on here and yell about this every week. I don't really get what the judges are looking at or what's going to happen in some of these fights. Anything can happen, and it did. But it, it's. I don't think. Like you said, though, it's a perfect way to explain it. You know, the way we got there. Don't exactly agree with it, but uh, you know, at the end, it kind of nobody really did deserve to win this fight. It was really close. Really, really close. Yeah. So. So I, I mean, that's. I like this division a lot. I think it's the best women's division by far. For the. Um, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I did, did just want to say, because I totally forgot to say this, what I would do is I would run Valentina and Alexa again as soon as possible, and I'd have Mannion and Aaron Blanchfield fight on a uh, pay-per-view. I'd, yeah, I'd have I think those that's probably... Fight on the, on a, like a low, you know, like not like a big-time pay-per-view, but like on the main card, and it's like, oh my god, like these chicks, whoever wins that fight is should be fighting for the title next. Um, and Another I mean, fight in that division I like you can el- like, so I'm sorry, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I interrupted you. Keep going. Uh, no, no, but I was just gonna say, Aaron Blan. I like. I think I can confidently, confidently pick Aaron Blanchfield against Alexa Ooh. Grasso. I just think Ooh. that it will be the the difficulty will be getting her down. But once she does, she's not like Shevchenko. She does not just sit yeah. there and hold you down. She she moves quickly and she lowers some serious damage. And Absolutely. I think she would take advantage of a position if she was given it. I think at some point she will be given it. Uh, Valentina, I mean, I imagine maybe the same, but I, I could see that striking in that distance being a problem. So I, 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 yeah. I you know what though? There's really no way they can go wrong here. Either way, I think one of those four is fighting each other. You know, I think if you go uh, right with Aaron Blanchfield and Alexa Grasso, I think Shevchenko and Manion Faro have to fight. There would be no Still Grand Prix. Why not? Yeah, literally, and you, it's that's exactly what it would be. They just wouldn't put a name on it. So yeah. Um. Also, I, I would like to see Macy Barber, Tracy Cortez. That would be a banger in my oh, opinion. Yeah. Natalia Silva and uh, Macy Barber, and Natalia Silva and Amanda Hebos, or Karini Silva and Amanda Hebos. I like this division a lot. I think you're starting to see, not yet with Valentina, but uh, Chukagian, Andrade, Murphy, Jennifer Maya, they're starting to fall down. You know, you're, you're getting the Karini Silva, Natalia Silva, Tracy Cortez with a big, big win. I know it wasn't the prettiest, but she really gutted that one out, especially in the third. Uh, Natalia Silva, Vivian Araujo. She's not young, but she's still a hammer. And now Valentina, I think you're going to, I mean, she's 35, right? She's not getting any younger. I think I saw the stat, like we, we saw the one was what men, men's fighters, uh, in title fights from whatever division at the age 35, they're two and 24, right? Something like that. Yeah. For women, uh, 35 and over it, I think they are one 11 and now one. So not much success happens at, at 35, man. It, it just, Father time, you know, and I, I don't know if we never necessarily saw Valentina's skills erode, but I think we're going to slowly, I mean, her fight IQ for, it's so funny, her fight IQ is so high, but also in at certain times she just has these lapses. Yep. And um, yeah, I think her punching power is definitely 
she's she's been she's been passed by. I mean, the younger generation of women are are here. I mean, I think Macy Barber probably punches harder than Valentina, and that's not to say she would beat her, but you know, um, it's 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 not getting any easier for Valentina. I'll, I'll definitely no. say that. And Valentina is the most technically sound of them all. She's still quick. She could still hang with any of them. It's just more that I guess the field the 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 gap has been closed, and now yeah, everyone's right like a, there with her. She's going through like a Piotr Jan like uh, part of their career. It's it's weird. Like they're so losing these close fights and bad shitty luck. Yeah. yeah, just just a bad luck, and sometimes you can't rebound from that. You know, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. Uh, I guess this was kind of a. A, a talking uh, point or a conversation after Jack Della Maddalena split decision over Kevin Holland. I thought we, we kind of discussed this before. I don't know if we actually talked about this yet, but uh, JDM, this seemed like an easier, like, I mean, 29, 28 decision when I want, when I was watch, just sitting there watching it, I was just like, Oh, like, you know, I had Holland inside the distance that really never got that close. I think Holland did good early on in the fight, but Jack Della seemed to come on later on in the fight, and it was just landing at will in that third round. He had kind of figured out the whole distance thing, and yeah. uh, I guess I kind of, you know, this was the perfect fight for Jack Della, it seems. But it, 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 I could have seen it going either way. I probably would have said robbery, though, if Kevin Holland would have won. But maybe Absolutely, I was just, yeah. Yeah, good. I don't even know if Kevin Hall won, won any of the rounds. I, I was very disappointed by his performance. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I see the output, the numbers, and I'm like, oh, man, this wasn't a boring fight. But, you know, when I watched it, I, I was not entertained. I thought it was going to be an all-action war. It was okay in the first round, but and even the second, but then definitely started to slow down midway through the second. Um, Kevin Holland didn't really even go for grappling at all. Uh, a couple half-assed takedown attempts that didn't work. All he, The only time he was having su- success with anything was like those teeps up the middle. Those front kicks up the middle, they weren't really doing much, but they were landing. Um, he just couldn't find a way around Jack Della's guard, you know, and I, easier said than done, right? But you have such an advantage with your length and height and reach and speed and experience, and you you just couldn't figure out a puzzle. Um, again, you know, it, it's, it's just a, a constant part of his career. He just can't figure it out. He can't break through, and, you know, he – also during the third round, I think he's you know he's talking to Jack Della and asking him to train with him. And it's like, bro, you know, I understand he wants to he, he wants to take the path of like a Donald Cowboy Cerrone, where you know you're the entertaining fighter, you're the fan favorite, you're you know getting a bunch of bonuses, you take fights whenever, multiple weight classes. But I don't, you know, and who am I to tell him how to how to live his life and how to live his career? But I I just don't know if that's the most um, you know the best way for him to live out his fighting career, you know, like being a uh, 13 and 10 guy in UFC rather than being like a nine and two or nine and three. But you know what I mean? Like, obviously he's not, he doesn't care about the belt. He's never really going to get close to the belt. Um, but I thought this fight wasn't good. I, I, I thought his performance wasn't good. Um, Especially you know, after the, the Kiesa choke. Yeah. Like that was like, we yeah. were riding a high there. And I think what you're saying more comes from the fact that you have more, like you believe in this guy's abilities. Like you have, you expect more from him than just being like an exciting, fun guy. He's not, he could, he is a guy who could challenge. Like you say, if he was like, kind of smarter about this and not take these fights on short notice, and I'm sure he's being paid very well, but I, and like you said, like sometimes in this fight, he just leaves stuff out there to, you know where he could have maybe stole around there and won him won himself a split decision, but it's just lack of output and maybe the yeah. weight class or the you know thing is kind of 
eating away at him or just like you said a short notice he's not ready really ready to fight the way i don't know it's just there's something I mean, there's some there's something missing. to be said i think about just fighting so much you know you're taking so many fights that eventually you're just gonna wear it out you yeah know, you're you, or you're gonna have a bad day because you're so you know you you don't even realize but th- three fights in five months man i you know I don't know if that's necessarily the best recipe for success. He went two and one, and the the one loss is really going to you know not be a big setback because it's JDM, but uh, you know the loss to Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I think that's what the big back. problem is here. We yeah. like we're like he could have won, but he didn't. Like I don't know. He's th- he's thirty, so he's not old. He's but uh, I mean he still has some of the same weaknesses that he's always had. So I, I you know he's, th- he's twelve seven and one in the UFC, and yeah, you know, I just I don't know where he goes from here. Honestly, but uh, I saw him call out Neil Magny afterwards. Yeah, like anybody good. really cares about that? I'd like to see him fight Ian Machado, Gary. Uh, I don't know That'd if that would really do much for Ian Machado, Gary, though, because uh, he would probably probably beat him. Uh, I would imagine it's. I would imagine you know. I don't. I have trouble picking Kevin Holland now. I'm gonna have to see it. He's gonna probably burn me for some money the next time out. Yeah, but I'm, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait for him to you know. Um, no more betting on Kevin Holland. Yeah, think. I'm definitely gonna have to stay away because that—that's just—he's one. It seems like one of those. There's a reason he's lost ten times, and it's—he's fought a lot of high, yeah. high level competition, but also he gives some things he's away. Lost him. He's lost. Yeah, he's lost. Like, and it seemed like he was right there for the taking and uh, on this fight. If you, especially like you had money line, I was already that inside the distance was a bad bet. I just I thought he would finish. I was do? expecting him to come out on fire and just kind of try to take him out, but I mean he did have a good first round. So somebody who came out on fire. Whole Rosas Jr. Uh, and then he's—I don't know what he was saying after the fight, but uh, I mean, this is just a, what he cl- clipped him, and probably thirty seconds into the fight, just ended up on top. And he, this man, was not looking for that sub at all. I wish we had a TKO inside the first round. This fight ends inside the first round, or first minute. I'm sorry. Uh, this was—I mean, Terrence Mitchell stinks though, but. Raul Rosas had no intention. Raul Rosas got clipped at some point during this fight. It uh, looked like he got, yeah. like, not, like, rocked, but, like, he, he, a solid shot landed on that man's chin. Saw his head snap back. But he had every intention on TKOing this motherfucker, and he did. Yeah, uh, it was definitely good to see, mixing it up, you know, getting a guy out of there that you should get out of there. But, uh, I, you know, he's still as green as can be. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, just too much chaos, too much... Uh, just very wild, even from the top. You know, he's just throwing force and just swinging his body. Anybody else can kind of buck him off if he's uh, going to fight that crazy. But, it, it, you know, it worked this fight. Um, so definitely baby steps. You know, he's 18. Like, I mean, where is he going to be a year from now? You know, maybe he might be the same kind of fighter. I, we'll see. But uh, definitely an improvement. And, you know, they're going to they're gonna baby him. And I think, I hope people aren't like, you know, overzealous and want to see him get in there with, uh, you know, Rob Font or something like no. Let's let's keep getting the Terrence Mitchells of the world. Yeah. You know somebody that maybe once hey maybe they can clip you. Maybe you know Terrence Mitchell's a big, tall, long, awkward guy. I'm sure he has power, um, but he's just not good at all. He might be he might be one of the worst fighters in the UFC currently. Um, but you know just different kind of styles throw guys and you know see how Rosas adjusts. Um, but yeah, pretty good a uh, pretty good win. At least hey, you got a TKO, right? Yeah, you can't say much you can't say much negative about it. It's just uh, you know, it's going to be you're going to be a couple more like you said, a couple more of these before we start getting to the big times. Kid's still 18 years old and he just came off a loss, so it's big for him to bounce back like that and just take that take that man out. Uh, how about Daniel Zellhuber? Needed this to, this finish here. I think I had this uh, on the card. No, I did not. I had TKO, I believe. But uh 
Is that, is that correct? I'm trying to make sure I get the uh, information sure. correct. He was landing shots, but I had Zell Heber TKO, so that is brutal. Uh, that is brutal. But Yeah, and he almost got TKO'd. Um, he didn't get knocked down, right? He just got hurt? I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, not great. Not great to see that, but what was great to see him uh, do was finish that, that fight with that nasty, nasty anaconda choke. I mean, he, he got that quick, um, and... Yago's tried, but he could knock it out of that. So it's obvious that Zell Huber's making improvements yeah. over there at Extreme Couture. Uh, he's only 24, but yeah, definitely, uh, you know, I think once he got Yago's, once he started backing Yago's up against the cage and kind of cutting cutting off, you know, where Yago's can go, then he started to work on his striking, start to, you know, that was pretty much, uh, he, he got rolling. But the first round was uh, not great. Not great, but again, rebounding from that, uh, fighting through adversity. Um, I do think he might be a, a bit chinny. He looks like he might have some chinniness to him, but uh, he's tough, man. Mexican warrior, I'm sure, has that fighting spirit. And, um, I mean, that, again, that anaconda was net. Like, I didn't even think – I was like, oh, man, he he jumped on it quick. Uh, Yagma's going to be able to get out of this, but he was trapped. That was fucking crazy. So, yeah, shout out to Zell Huber. Uh, that was a nice, nice win against uh, a veteran. Not, not the best fighter at 155, but a guy that has like 30 pro fights – that can really, you know, mix it up different styles. Uh, he stu- he stuffed every takedown Zell Huber did. So yeah, some uh, some definitely some some progress for him and Rosas, the the young Mexican fighters. I mean, the the, the Mexican fighters in general had a pretty good night. Um, I don't know who, who's the only one that didn't have a good night. I guess um, I guess Chavez because he got a win taken from him. But and you could argue Alex you know. Reyes because he brought out the uh, Mexican flag. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, we'll that didn't that. end well. We'll get to that, but. <laughs> um, yeah, no, listen, I think it was big. Uh, I kind of talked about this before the fight, but I thought I think it was big for Zell Huber to get a finish. I think he needed a sort of bounce-back statement. He's had a lot of decisions since he's been in the UFC, and like we talked about, that Trey Ogden loss was not good, especially you know for that to be your first loss, and it just seemed like he didn't really bring it that night. Like It just kind of seemed like he was okay with getting, you know, really didn't even get beat up. He just kind of didn't throw anything in that fight. Uh, but it's good to see him kind of, you know, deal with adversity and come back and, you know, he's well-rounded as well. He's not just a TKO artist. He is a fucking submission uh, threat as well. So his, his only finish in the UFC is, is a submission. He's got what? Seven TKOs, three submissions in his whole career. So how about Kyle Nelson taking care of business? Like you said, uh, this is another guy we forgot, uh, other, you know, who didn't Mexican gentleman who did not have a great night. Did yes, you agree? <laughs> did you agree with the decision? And did, do you believe that Kyle Nelson is the monster? Um, I don't know about thirty twenty seven. Yeah, but that's, that was the only one that I. Yeah, had maybe with, but he maybe won the fight. he. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could see it because he like he he just won every round by a slim margin. Maybe, maybe I guess I could see that. I mean, um, the third round was a little sloppy, but I thought the first and second he definitely. Um, I'm trying, I, I honestly can't remember which round I gave to Padilla. It might have been the third. But, um, yeah, honestly, dude, he looked really good. Like, you know, I, I kind of shit on Kyle Nelson before, but I thought his uh, his boxing, his his risk management, his distance control, I thought all that looked pretty good. Um, did he go to the legs, Mud? Yeah. He mixed it up. He went to the body, went to the legs. Um, Padilla just a, a bit awkward, I guess. I don't really know how to explain his fighting style. Uh, Dumb betting guys I don't know enough about, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I I think this was good. I stayed away. Did we both stay away? No, I had Padilla inside the distance. I, uh, I did, well, but it was more of an anti Kyle Nelson bet, so I was disappointed yeah. when Kyle Nelson yeah. looked uh, competent. It was I knew I was in trouble. 
bet against the monster. That's what happened. But yeah. uh, no, I thought I thought he looked pretty good. It was a decent little featherweight scrap. Padilla, eh? I think we we uh, I'm not gonna say we know what he is. But he's still yeah. I think he's he's younger than both of us. I think so. Uh, El Valiente. I mean, he's really really big and long for that for that weight class. So maybe there's there's room to improve. I, I wish he would just kind of sharpen up his defense. His, his overall striking in general is a bit is a bit um, kind of a mess sometimes. And all five of his losses are decisions, so it doesn't seem like he. I mean, he's still Not got a great winner. Yeah, minute winner. Minute winner. He's just kind of a finisher bust. So, uh, not completely, but you know, it's just it's tough. Uh, he he's on the uh, do not pet list for now until I see the next matchup. How about someone else that's definitely on the do not bet list? Uh, that would be Elise Reed, but she took a submission re- uh, rear naked choke loss. Shout out to the St. Pete's police in the background, by the way. Right? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I just heard. I was like, oh, wow. That's just, yeah. <laughs> just, you know. But uh, Loopy, dude, uh, I had what I had her decision, I think. So did you. That was tough. but That didn't happen. No, her I, Dean I did not it. have it. Her did. Dean also had I mean, it. I did. God damn it. Fuck. Uh, Herb Dean also had it. He's like, fuck, that, that arm is about to snap. No, we're good. She looks good. She's good. She's good. Uh, um, that was crazy. He was stressing uh, also, out. Also, Elise Reed landed three strikes, significant strikes this fight. Uh, Lupe Godinez had five takedowns and six submission attempts. So, uh, I mean, just an absolute mauling, really. Is what, what else could you say about this? You know, Lupe looked fucking nasty, man. She picked her up, slammed her, fucking tried to rip her arm off, and then uh, got the rear naked choke. She looked good, man. Uh, you know, I think it was a good matchup for her. And Elise Reed, Elise Reed landed zero headshots in this fight. So. In like, you know, a half of a fight. So, uh, yeah, I mean, not really much more to say. I mean, the women, uh, there, there were some nasty women fights in this card, man. I, Grosso Valentino was great. Lupi was dominating. Knudsen early in the card was dominating. The Cortez-Jasmine fight was really good. So, um, yeah, good one for, for Lupi. And we'll see uh, We'll see if she can um, continue to route out her game. I know she's tiny, but um, there's a lot of small girls at 115. So, you know, you never know. She's, she's very gritty, though, and she's very good on the ground. So if she's able to get the fight to the ground, uh, not everyone's going to be Elise Reed, but it just seems like she, I don't know. She's going to be tough for anybody. She, eventually, she's going to run into the fact that she's too damn small, and people are yeah. just going to be able to keep her on the outside and stop the takedowns and stuff. But, yep. uh, you know, against people like Elise Reed or this lower level of competition, she's going to smoke them every time, it seems. So how about Roman Kopilov? Eventually getting that TKO for us against Josh Fremd. Josh Fremd was getting getting chipped up a little bit here. Uh, His nose is fucking leaking early. It's just a real bad matchup, to be honest. And Josh Fremd's not on that level. Yeah. And it's, you know, when you're not, when a guy like him is not able to get the takedown. And Kopilov is very good on the feet, dude. He is. He's very powerful. He's very quick. And he's very, like, sharp with his strikes. He doesn't really waste much motion. Uh, it's just that's a tough night out, and I mean, I know Kopilov had that loss to Duraev. Uh, I mean, not all that long ago, and those are his only him and Carl Roberson are his only two losses. He has looked good since then, and he's finished yep. his last three fights. So four, four. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. I didn't see that. The, your your cousin. I forgot about that one. But, uh, <laughs> he's on uh, uh, Mr. the the cop. He's, uh, he's on a heater, man. Uh, it's really just about, you know, he, he was always low volume, and that always really bothered me because I was like, man, he has some pop in his punches, throws hard, quick. Um, it just seems like he's wasting such a, a talent that he has, but not anymore, man. Now he's starting to really pick it up. Uh, strikes landed per minute is uh, close to five now, and before I think it was in the threes. So yeah. uh, very, very – I mean, you love to see it. And Josh Frems just, you know, 
He's a tough motherfucker. That's for sure. He's also, I would like to see if he can make it to 205 because he's a big dude, but you know, I, I don't know. His last two fights now, the big, (laughs) had to retire that nickname. I wonder if he was, uh, watching that Steelers game last night. Shout out. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, after that Dumas win, I mean, what is he now? I guess he beat Dumas and Pickett, but he's two and three in the UFC. I can't believe he's had five fights already. Um, yeah, I don't know what's next, right? You know, definitely got to take a little step back, maybe. Uh, Roman Kopilov is just a, a hammer. Now we got to see Roman Kopilov get a nice little step up. Uh, I don't think – is this middleweight, right? I don't yeah. think he's ranked, but middleweight's kind of deep. It's it's not stacked, especially the top, but I do love their, like, 7 to 15 range of fighters. I think he can break in there. Give him, like, Chris Curtis maybe, Roman Kopilov, Chris Curtis. I feel like that would be a banger. Um, or, you know, maybe somebody just on the – maybe RoboCop and Roman Kopilov. The bat- Who's the real cop? Yeah. Who is the real the cop? Same, Who is the real? Uh, the, speaking of cops, APPD is uh, – oh, they made a turn. Never mind. They were coming They were coming this way again. Oh, wow. Um, Thank you. Hopefully everything's <laughs> all right down there, man. Not, you know, I don't know. I just never know in this city. But, um, yeah, good win for Roman Kopilov. Uh, now, w- w- this, is, this is the big part of the car. This is where everything was going to turn. We were going to win money. We were going to be billionaires on a yacht. We're not. It didn't happen. We did get no. maybe a little, we got a little push. <laughs> yeah, I'll we take honestly what happened. Listen, yeah, Lacerda is a fucking moron, and he, he <laughs> that guy stinks. All right, so I hope he gets cut <laughs> off this, but he did not no, get we finished. Do, in this we need one more. one more, one more. I will be there no matter what. Yeah, I'm gonna have to keep. I, I mean, Edgar Chara's though. I, I don't understand what they're doing to Mister Lacerda because every time he fights somebody, they look like. Prime Nick Diaz, and they are just bringing the fight to Daniel Lacerda no matter what. And it, this, you know, I, I don't understand what <laughs> is it. Tonyoni was the uh, guy here. Yeah. I don't get why he's stopping that fight. Why he's in a rush to get in there and get get that over with. I don't get why Daniel Lacerda is not doing anything. You know, I get he's trying to relax or whatever, but his hands keep dropping over and over again, so it didn't make it like. I understand why Tangyoni did it, but I also don't understand why he did it. So, again, he's trying to stop Lacerda from going out and probably his lifeless body hitting the floor. But that have been good. I don't know, man. It's just another, you know, this this is just another silly bullshit thing. And if I had Edgar Chara's decision or, or I mean, submission, I would be <laughs> so pissed that this happened. Like, unbelievably pissed. Uh, I don't yeah. – can you understand this? I know you, you said Don, I, I wasn't able to listen to the commentary. I was watching it out, so I just <laughs> Dominic, I, Dominic Cruz Dominic going Cruz in like that was uh, yeah. He wasn't happy. He said, "This is uh, <laughs> what did he say?" Um, can't remember exactly, but basically said, "This is why referees need to either grapple or learn grappling," oh, which I, I actually agree with. Uh, and <laughs> him and DC just kept saying the same thing, like. He's got to stop doing that, man. He's done that multiple times. I'm like, all right, you know, he has. I love shitting on Chris Tanyoni, but when multiple commentators are shitting on him, and it's like, it, it kind of gets relax. a little awkward. <laughs> yeah. Let's, you know, D- Dominic Cruz will never pass up an opportunity. For that, I respect him. I kind of like that. Um, and he's like, yeah, I, and honestly, he called it because um, uh, Tanyoni almost stepped in, right? And then he stepped away kind of to make sure. He was still in, and I think um, Dominic Cruz said, he better not step in here, and then like, five seconds later, stepped in. He's like, yep. DC's like, you called it. You called it. You, <laughs> you knew. You called it. 
And Cruz was like, yep, I know, because I'm a grappler, and he's not. <laughs> I was like, okay, guys, let's take a step back here. And, uh, you know, Daniel Sager also, though, did not really do anything striking-wise at all. No, he was that getting chipped up so a little bit. That's what I was yeah. like. So he, you know, it's a step back for the Lacerda hype train. And um, <laughs> I mean, where this train is not has <laughs> not even not like it's inoperable. It's, it's still it's in the station. the station. It's, it's in the no, repair no, it, shop right it's now, le- dude. It, it left the station, but shortly after, it had some brake, had some issues with the brakes, the gas, everything. So. <laughs> We're uh you know we're closed up for shop for a little bit, but I will be there no matter what. Daniel Lacerda, he's got to get another fight after this, right? Uh, I mean, I don't. He know. cannot join. He cannot join OSP uh on the unemployed list. He, he cannot do it. He, you know, I mean, if the people who watch who are making the decisions watch this fight with their eyes, they're going to say, "Oh man, this guy was going to get cooked again." And he said. He said they should they should run that fight back. I was like, I maybe somebody easier about that. <laughs> yeah, somebody worse at at one twenty five. Get him I don't Tim know Elliott. Oh is. wait, no, that's not a good idea. <laughs> That'd be tough. Uh, that would be pretty tough. I'm yeah. trying to find who the worst one twenty five er is. Um, there was definitely somebody that in we the just UFC? saw fight recent. Yeah, maybe we got to get him somebody from outside the UFC so that he can just <laughs> dominate them. No, we should get <laughs> Zalgus Zumagulov. He should be able to win that lose, one, right? He might lose that. <laughs> He might lose that. What about? Oh no, I I got one for him. Shannon Ross. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he loses Dennis to Shannon Bondar, Ross, that should be a retirement fight for both guys. Like yeah, a career match, career <laughs> versus career. And I, yeah, or Juan Camilo Ronderos. I think that would be a good win for him. I, I think he could beat that, that guy. Still a thing, but yeah. <laughs> how about how about Tracy Cortez? She very impressive. Sexy. I mean, uh, the fight yeah. was sexy. Very impressive on uh, Saturday night. Just kind of, I guess, outworked Jasmine Jozdevicius. Jozdevicius, how many? What were the stats here for this for this fight? Two Seems of ten like takedowns. Two of ten. So yeah, I mean, and she only had three minutes total of control, uh, and she got outstruck one hundred three to seventy seven percentage wise, forty eight percent to thirty seven percent. And I think the third round is where Tracy really won this fight. She won the first, and I think the second is when she. She only got taken down in the second. Um, and I thought, man, Jasmine's just doing her fucking, you know, she's bigger, stronger. She's going to wear on her. I thought, you know, once the third round started that Tracy might have been cooked, but she was not, man. She she fucking gritted it out, stuffed all the takedowns in the third, and just outstruck her. I mean, Jasmine Jasuda Vicious is uh, sometimes a punching bag. Uh, she doesn't yeah. really move her head, like, at all. Uh, she kind of just hulks forward like a crackhead, but... Um, she, I mean, she's, she's tough, man. She's big, strong, has, has a, a little bit of a wrestling path, but she's just not very technical. And that's, I think she's also not young. I think she's like 33 or something like that. Troy, Tracy Cortez is like, I think still in her twenties. Um, so yeah, I mean, not, not, not the best look in the world for Jasmine coming off that fight against Miranda Maverick, but I think this might just be who she is, right? Like not, not a gatekeeper, but kind of, you know, if, if you can beat her, then you, you can kind of crack break into that top 10, top 15. And Tracy Cortez is, is right there, man. I think she uh, I think she could definitely get a, a top 10 fight now after this. She cried after the fight broke down. I think she's been through a lot lately. Yeah. So to to really, you know, gut out a, a tough fight against a tough opponent who's not going to go away, big win for her. I, would you say this is her big, the biggest win of her career? Yeah, I mean, I'd she hasn't so. lost in the UFC, which I can't believe. Um, she kind of she kind of hasn't had a, you know, easy easy road. I mean, Maria Agapova in the contender series, that, that's a pretty tough fight. She took her down a couple times. Vanessa Mello 
uh, okay, easy fight. Stephanie Egger, a judo practitioner, kind of a tough fight. Justine Kish, easy one for her, even though it was a split. Melissa Gatto, that was a tough one because Melissa Gatto had a lot of hype. But, yeah, all of her wins have come by decision. So maybe she's you know wants to get that finish to really uh, to really break through and get her name on there. But, yeah, man, she looked good. And she's, I think, you know, still improving. Still looks good, obviously. And, um, yeah, we'll see what's next for her. That's Tracy Cortez who has a win over fucking Aaron Blanchfield, man. And and all yeah. the injuries that she talked about she had in the last like calendar year. It was like she has had a rough year, so it's good for her to get a win. I was happy for her. And uh how about this this was a tough moment of the uh not really, I mean not for us. We had we had this. This is the the first bet of the night for us. But, I felt I felt bad. But I felt bad on a human level for uh, Alex <laughs> Reyes. I mean he he got beat up pretty bad here, <laughs> and he got dropped more than once, and it just kept. It seemed like it was getting worse and worse. Uh, who was the yeah. judge or the? Oh, Mark Smith. Yeah, Mark I mean, Smith. you know, Mark Smith's gonna wait till the last moment to step in <laughs> when he gets the chance. Uh, it, it, <laughs> he was uh, Alex Reyes should not be in the UFC. It's just that's yeah. Well, it's all I'll say. It's you know, he's you made it back, man. You came back. It didn't go your way. Now let's just uh, walk into the sunset and yeah, yeah. maybe limp into the sunset. Um, yeah, <laughs> nothing not else really to say. I mean, he came back from a fucking, you know, he had a spinal infection due to a uh, a shot that had E. coli in it. A um, what kind of shot was it? Whatever it was, some kind of injection. But yeah, um, and he couldn't walk. So the fact that he's, you know, he looked good physically, you know, like good shape, but you know. I mean, whatever skills he did have, which I don't even know what they were, they have definitely eroded in the six years it's been since he fought. Six years to the day. Um, yeah. Six years to the Char- day, man. And then Charlie Campbell, you know, pulling off a nice little stunt on DC after the fight. That was great. So I- I'm all in on Charlie Campbell. Chuck Camp, Chuck Campbell better than Chuck Buffalo. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a, uh, <laughs> it's an easy win-win for us. Uh, <laughs> no, but he his hands did look good, and I mean, he should kind of showed he's a he's a fun, exciting guy. He throws heat. He has that. He throws that uppercut. Likes that uppercut. But uh, loves the uppercut, man. Uh, but hey, man, it lands, and he was landing pretty easily here. But uh, I would expect nothing less. If he didn't win this bet for us, and this fight got extended, I would have been very mad at Mister Campbell. But he uh, <laughs> he's gonna be a tough out for people. I, I think it's kind of be a good guy to bet for or against because it's kind of kill or be killed. And we'll, we'll yeah. know right away. We'll know on the matchup. So, but Joseph, hammer. How about Josephine Knudsen taking out your girl, the sawed-off savage? Uh, Marduk, <laughs> man, should not be in the UFC. We kind of thought so beforehand. We just didn't know about enough about Knudsen. And I wish we would have gone in. I mean, you know, probably a fight that could have. We just didn't know if she was going to win by decision or submission or TK. We didn't know. So I guess that's probably why we didn't bet this. We kind of had a feeling that Knudsen would take care of business but i guess not to this level yeah um she fucking smoked her man she steamrolled (laughs) her um that was just bad i mean there was a lot of clinching which i didn't like uh so that's why i thought maybe the 10 eights were a little unjustified but i mean this chick did i mean she quite literally did nothing this fight uh man she got fucking steamroll matt frivolid like shout out shout out four minutes of control in the first for newton Three minutes in the second and four minutes in the third. Just, I mean, you know, an absolute savage ass beating. Brian Miner, 30-27. He, didn't, he, he wasn't having any of the 10-8 nonsense, no. which is... Should have did the main event. 
Yeah. Said to the main event, we would have got an honest scorecard then. Uh, Mike Bell, then Mike Bell. It was rumored that he was going to start giving out ten sixes in this fight, but um, yeah, Mark somebody man, went over scribbled on his card. They turned the six to an eight. Um, I guess Mark Mann should probably rethink this whole fighting sport job lifestyle. She is though. I will say this: she she can hang her head on something. She's the number one ranked active Montana pound for pound woman. So there you go. She probably would be perfect if there was a uh, hundred and five pound division, and she could drop yeah. Down and even then, she probably get smoked. So yeah, it just seemed like a it, not UFC level, but you'll see that yeah. on the first fight of the night sometimes. So I can't get all that upset. They had a lot of people drop out of this uh, card, dude. So many. And, uh, uh, Lucindo and Newton would have been a banger. Uh, Lucindo and Elise Reed. I mean, that, I mean, she would have smoked Elise Reed. Elise Reed really just you know. She knew what she she knew what was going to happen over this card. Roman Kopilov and Fluffy would have been an absolute banger. Yep. Um, D Rod and Pons, I guess that would have been good. Cynthia Callahan, Shafkat and Gaslam, nasty. Uh, Chris Curtis and Fluffy, even Loopy and Sam Hughes, even would have been better. But listen, we uh, we salvaged what we could of this card. It was not. It was in Vegas, not Mexico City. Also, so um, that was Noche UFC. There was no fight of the night. Only five <laughs> performance of the night. Uh, Rosas right. Jr. gets 50000 for getting his first TKO. Zell Huber with the sneaky Anaconda choke gets $50,000. Loopy with her smashing of Elise Reed gets $50,000. Roman Kopilov with his TKO of Josh Fremd. And Charlie Campbell after he eliminated Alex Reyes from the UFC. So uh, hopefully for his sake. Not, not <laughs> Nothing personal. But... Yeah. Uh, was there? There was a little boxing this weekend. I got the chance to catch a little bit of it. But uh, what what else do we need yeah. to know did about what watch, happened this weekend? Did you watch the Joette Gonzalez Luis Alberto Lopez fight on ESPN? A little that bit. Was really good. I didn't watch the whole that fight, was, but I was it, you know Albert, uh, a couple rounds. Dude, here you, so you, um, did you notice the guy Lopez how he fights? Like his his his, his style. It's fucking annoying. I, I don't I don't like it. But he just. He, <laughs> He just lunges. He just leaps in with uppercuts. It's it, it's hard to explain his his. He fights style. like a movie boxer. Yeah, but it works. I mean, he hits fucking hard. He's a fucking dog, and I mean that that style must just be like impossible to figure out, especially over a twelve round fight. I mean, you know, Michael Conlon got that poor guy got fucking sent to the shadow realm in the fifth. Josh Warrington couldn't even figure it out. Josh Warrington is a very awkward guy himself to figure out. Joette Gonzalez actually in the in the middle to late rounds in the championship round started to turn up and made this a really a closer fight even though the judges weren't having any of that. Um, I think you know I, I honestly think it was like eight four seven five for Lopez. But what we need to see next is going to be an absolute absolute must, and it would be a banger. Luis Alberto Lopez and Robesi Ramirez at one twenty six. Please, please, please make that fight next. I think they're both with top rank. That would be an absolute absolute. Fucking banger! I promise you that would be a fight of the year candidate. Uh, in the co-main, Xander Zayas uh, is he Puerto Rican or Cuban? I think he's Puerto Rican. Yeah, he uh, he's twenty one and he is he's good, man. He's seventeen and zero. I think he has most knockouts. Uh, he dusted this guy off, Roberto Valenzuela, who I don't even know if I've. If I'm trying to remember correctly. Oh, uh, he's lost. He, okay, he fought Mirzataliev. Yeah. Pretty decent fighter, and he he smoked him, man. In the fifth, I think he had a a, a really bad cut on his nose. Um, he looked good. Fernando Vargas' son, Emiliano, who, you know, now I feel ancient. He's only 19, El General. He looked good. He got a win. He's like 7-8-0. Oh. 
Um, so the, I think there's another Vargas. So there's so many Varguses. I mean, Fernando has like 10 kids himself, but Emiliano looked really good. Um, I didn't really get to watch the Fierro fight. Angel Fierro, I think his name is, right? Yeah, Angel Fierro. Okay, so he beat Zamalipa by split decision. Um, Sky Nicholson, our girl, my girl anyway, I don't know um, if you really know about her. She is a 126 boxer, super, super uh, good follow on Instagram. Um, she won a belt, and then right after the fight, the girl she beats, trainer died. So that was uh, Jesus. that was that was fucking crazy. Uh, just just another night on the zone match room, you know, card. Just random shit happens. They don't even know what they're doing at the zone anymore. Um, and I forget what the other fight card was, but it wasn't anything crazy. So yeah, I, I, nothing too too big in the boxing world. Um, I'm trying to see if there's a big boxing fight this weekend. There is. There is uh, Zeli Zhang, Zeli Zhang, and Joe Joyce. That's going to be a banger. That's going to be a banger. It's in Wembley this Saturday. And then, of course, we have next Saturday, Canelo and Charlo. That's going to be really good, man. I, I, yeah, I still, I'm, I'm really anxious to see how Jermel fights against Canelo. You know, he's moving way up, but, um, man, that's, we're, we're starting to turn it up. We got Lee Wood and Josh Warrington in October. Gilberto Ramirez, jo- Joe Smith, um, Tim Zoo's getting back in there in October. Jack Catterall's getting back in there in October. Tyson Fury and, and Ganu. I mean, that's, you know. Who cares? Who knows uh, what's going to happen in that fight? Logan Paul and uh, Dylan Dennis. That's in October. Yeah, I mean, you know, Tommy Fury and KSI is also next October. Listen, these, these, you may laugh, but at least it's something, right? It's going to be a spectacle. I mean, I would, I would love nothing more than to sit on my couch and pay money to watch Dylan Dennis get absolutely flatlined. I ser- I would. I'm not going to pay money, but I'm still gonna. I, I will be there no matter what. Is what else? Yeah, I'll be tuning in, man. Really rooting for it too. Uh, I'm really rooting. For I don't know, Mike. I just want one of those guys to go to sleep. Honestly, it's. But I know that's going to be a snoozer, <laughs> big time snoozer. Yeah, I think what we need is Dylan Dennis to keep getting sued by people. Right, pull out of the fight and get Mike Perry in there against Logan Paul. Mike Perry would just do some bad things to him. But I, I, I will be there no matter what. That will be awesome. When that happens, uh, and it's only inevitable. I mean, we're running out of time, but you know, Dylan Dennis is pulling out of this fight. So, yeah. uh, contender series. I know you said you didn't really have any picks. Do you have any thoughts on any of these guys that are, you know, and gals that are going to be fighting tonight? Uh, it seems like this Gaziev gentleman is going to uh, wipe the <laughs> yeah. floor with the with Padres right hander Greg Velasco. So I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I, I looked at the odds. I mean, he's what a minus seven hundred. Yeah, seven fifteen on bet. He's a big favorite. Yeah, it's doesn't um, seem like there's much to bet here. I liked. I saw the first fight was. I mean, yeah, this, this looks good. This twenty year. It's a hundred and twenty five pound fight between a Brazilian gentleman and I believe this is what a is this an Italian gentleman? Uh, he's fighting out of Rome, Italy, but he's from Brazil. Okay. Yeah, um, and he's training with Nova at Nova Uniao, um, is where Janata Silva is training. I believe that is, is that Marino and all of them, or no? Who? What is Nova Uniao? It's um, um isn't that yeah, where Hennenbarrel, Bar- Jose Aldo, all of them? Yeah, uh, Johnny Eduardo. Yeah, so he's at Nova Uniao, and uh, the other fella is at Eagle. Um, shoots a box. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, my hunch in this fight is maybe just lean with the underdog. I mean, it's a very, yeah, uh, eh, I don't know. I would pick the under probably. The 20 year old is the favorite. Remember, he's only 20. He's also bigger. 
So I don't know. Shoot the box against Nova Uniel. That's gonna be a banger. It seems like the first fight. It seems like they have the the order flipped here. But again, I you know I don't know what I'm really talking about in this fight uh, on this card. Dylan Mantello. Let's see what he's. There's a, there's a a couple lightweight fights. Lightweight fights are always good. The Quiet Man. Uh, he went to LSU. Shout out, go Tigers, baby! He trains with uh, Longo Weidman MMA. So I kind of uh, he fought Archie Colgan, uh, Eagle FC, who's very good. Lost, but a good guy to fight. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, I I don't think this is gonna be the best week ever, but um, we'll see. Yeah, I don't really have any uh, picks either on this or bets. Um, I don't know anything about the. I just that first fight though seems like that. I mean, the guy's twenty years old. That's in that in that fight, and the other guy is, I believe, twenty six. Twenty six. I might bet that gentleman, man. That might he's plus one forty fifty. I might, yeah. Check to they buy we will, we will reconvene in the contender series lab that we have that still needs to be built, um, and we will put we will we will cook something up tonight. That's for sure. Next week, Twitter also, picks, shop, Twitter picks. Hey, follow along because it starts at what eight. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely have something. But Shavkat Rachmanov, his sister, next week fights on the Contender Series. Look out for Sora Rachmanova. So I guess they have different last names. I'm not sure how that works, but <clears throat> yeah, check it out. What next week? Next week's car looks like it's going to be a banger. Angel Pacheco, I've heard of him. Alexander Soldotkin, that guy's scary. Um, and there's I don't a, even like that. Uh, name. <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty terrifying fella. Uh, he might be on all the sauce too. So yeah. Yeah, I try not I to ask too many it. questions about these people's names too. I don't want to uh, upset anyone or ruffle any feathers. So there was uh, also a draw in the KSW main event that happened on Friday. So UFC wasn't the only main event with a draw. Yeah, and we will have another episode, I believe, this week. Is there is there a show? There is a UFC this week, right? Is yeah, it, it's Fazeev, um, Fazeev, and uh, Gamrot. And uh, we, we, I, I am not all that excited about that main event specific, or no, I'm, I'm saying not the card specifically, but that main event is a very good fight. Bryce Mitchell and Dan Ige is a very good fight. There's a couple of fights on here that are interesting, but a couple, not too many. Also, uh, LFA has a has an event. Donald Bush, I believe he's the brother of Dakota Bush. He will be fighting on this card. His nickname is Dirt Red. So, so on, that's fun. On what card? LFA uh, 168. Reese McKee's brother, Mitchell McKee, is the main event. Wow, Sorry, Cody Brundage is getting back in there. They're not brothers at all, but they look like each other. Um, yeah, Cody Brundage, another loss, I think. For we, sure. We bet against him. Malcoon's going to beat um, his ass. Uh, Should. Man, I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like betting on him. Bellator 299. Fabian Edwards, Johnny Eblen. Uh, that's Saturday morning. Okay. Oh, they're in Dublin. They're in Dublin. Um, <clears throat> and there's not really any... Uh, any uh, Irish fighters. There's Sinead Cavanaugh. Sinead <laughs> K.O. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, Aaron Pico, Pedro Carvalho, Mads Burnell, Daniel Weichel. Uh, anything else on this card? This card looks pretty poopy. Hannah um, Cold is getting back in there in the UFC card. Yeah, oh, man. That's, this, uh, this Bellator 299 card has 21 fights. Yeah. 21. <laughs> Somebody was bored making fights in this uh for this event, I think there's a there's a risen card, a little bit of risen rising. I know you're you're going to be tuned in for that. Never watched that. Spike, Spike Carlisle is uh is on the card against wow. Yoshinori Hori, the guy who got famously head kicked by Hakeem Dawadu. Spike so, Carlisle is going to have one crazy ass career when it's all said. And done. I can't wait for him to write his uh, autobiography. I, I I can't wait if he can write. That is. Um, I can't wait to bet yeah. this card though. Now that I've looked at this UFC Anthony, card, I I can't Anthony wait. Anthony Rendon. Is starting this card out. Anthony Rendon is fighting. She looks jacked 
and kind of hot and kind of scary. There you go. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a full (laughs) card of bets next weekend. Hot, Jack, and scary, you could say, is our card. (laughs) So, that is – my name is Matt McSweeney. That has been the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. That man's name is – I'm Todd Capone. And, of course, as always, prayers up to Nicholas Chubb.